O.J. Simpson may get parole. Michael Phelps will swim with sharks. And Beyonce did get birth to twins. Yes, she actually gave birth to the twins. They weren't magical like the other one. But they didn't make, none of those stories made a top 10 for the week. So what did? We'll find out for the weekly wrap-up podcast from This Is A Conversation. And this is for the week ending June 24th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne, your moderator for all the podcasts and all the work we do for conversations via thisisaconversation.com. This is, of course, the weekly Ravel podcast where we go through the top 10 stories that you responded to, you reacted to, you shared with the world out there in our conversations, plus the ones that didn't quite make it to the list because there's more than 10 stories going on in the world. This week we had about 76 stories, uh, 76 specific conversations. Of course, a lot of them were Trump, so some of them were on top of on top of, but that's how things go. Now, every single weekday, I should say, Monday through Friday, we recap uh, the day's conversations from before, and for Monday, we recap Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because it's a little bit slower for the news. But this is where we get a chance to look at the seven days prior and see which one's got the most reaction. Now, sometimes it's based on the bigger the story, maybe something massive, like we've had the attacks in London. Sometimes it's based on the timing, when people are paying attention. Sometimes it's just, just the weirdest things just sort of happen, and some things rise to the top, and they just can't be knocked down by other stories. That's usually the case. We've been surprised very recently by the number one stories this week the number one story will probably not be a surprise but you will see as we get into the whole deal to be a part of these conversations it's very simple go to social media and follow us on twitter th underscore conversation follow us on facebook this is the conversation and go to our website this is the conversation.com and just react to the stories as they come down if you like it like it if you want to share it share it if you want to reply please reply and of course share it with other like-minded conversationalists people who like news stories who like these sort of things and we'll get more more response so we can have better deeper fuller conversations so let's go into the top 10 and we're gonna do it you know letterman style 10 to 1 the stories as listed and most important by you guys out there. Now, the 10th story is Otto Warmbier, who, of course, died of the wounds he suffered in North Korea in custody, and he was shipped back here to the States, released, uh, oddly enough, at the same time Dennis Rodman was getting to North Korea. The two incidents not necessarily related to each other, uh, but but he was returned in a coma. Uh, the doctors could not figure out what was going on. The explanation was, he acquired a case of blotulism, was given a sleeping pill, and then fell into the coma. Uh, Dr. Sears said there's no way that could have happened. His family asked that he not have an autopsy to just kind of leave him in peace so we won't know any of the full culture, any full reasons to what exactly happened. But we do have the loss of a young man who was just, you know, arrested in North Korea for whatever crazy trumped-up terms they did and, uh, of course, paraded before the cameras there for whatever crazy trumped-up reasons they wanted to. Very sad story. Uh, and the biggest thing we get out of this is uh, the, the parents of Mr. Warmbier, Frank uh, Warmbier, uh, spoke at a uh, at a ceremony at, uh, at his high school uh, a few days after his release, kind of explaining what was going on, thanking people for thoughts and prayers. Uh, not happy with the Obama administration who didn't let them do much work to get him out. Much happy with the Trump administration who actually worked this deal and got him back. Uh, but it's also been noted that two more Americans have been captured, for lack of a better word, arrested by police in North Korea, and they are still 
we sure are pretty, or, well, we're never sure. We're assuming they're still alive, but they're not here. This one released because he obviously was not coming out of his coma, and they had to, they were basically panicked to figure out what was going to happen. Now, our number nine story is another sad story, uh, going back to a death from a few weeks back, and that's Carrie Fisher. The autopsy has been completed, and Carrie Fisher's uh, system was found to have a mix of drugs, uh, all types of drugs, heroin, cocaine, ecstasy, were in her system, so she had been using in the recent days. Now, her actual cause of death was listed as um, sleep apnea, but sleep apnea caused by something, and essentially uh, the aggregation with going through the drugs was what caused the issue. What would have caused her to relapse into this sort of situation we don't know. We may never know. But our thoughts and prayers go out continuously to the fans and friends and the family left from Carrie Fisher, who touched a lot of people's lives. Even if it was just on the silver screen, she was able to make a lot of people entertained and happy from the work she did. DJ Khaled, or as I like to say now, Mr. Khalid Khalid, because his first and last name is Khaled, um, got booed off stage in Las Vegas. This is a story that I kept watching over and over again. Uh, it w- happened early in the week, so I was assuming that he'd get bumped out of the top ten. But still in the top ten, the number eight story of our things, a music festival in Las Vegas went on over the weekend, over last weekend, and uh, DJ Khaled was set to perform uh, late in the set and was late for the set, very, very late for the set. Came out a bit belligerent, maybe a little drunk, maybe a little off, and got booed off the stage. So people who were looking to see DJ Khaled win, 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 uh, got in on a loss, loss, loss with that night. So if DJ Khaled was the guy you really want to see that night at, at that concert, you probably did not get your money's worth. But these things happen as these things happen. Number seven story, India's Jet Airways gifts a free lifetime of flights to a baby that was born midair. Now, this is a cute story. Uh, a flight from Saudi Arabia to India um, was uh, sort of hijacked, if you will, by a woman going into premature labor. A flight attendant and a nurse who just happened to be uh, taking the flight were able to deliver the baby. Baby and mommy were all safe, and when they landed, uh, they were taken to a hospital for evaluation. Now, uh, the airline, Jet Airways, is a private uh, company in India. They only offered the free lifetime flights to the baby because, I don't know, maybe they didn't like the parents. I don't know. But the baby apparently gets free lifetime flights with this airline. We'll see how the baby and his future family will deal with this nice gift. But this is a cute story that came out. It came a lot, a long way to stay into the top ten. We talked about the flooding on the U.S. Fitzgerald. Um, this story, this particular one that stayed in the top ten, was about the initial um, the initial uh, story we posted about the flooding happened and the sailors that were missing. The sailors were found uh, uh, drowned in a compartment that was flooded inside of the ship a few hours later. Now, the USS Fitzgerald is a warship that bumped into or was bumped into by a tanker ship uh, in a, car- a cargo ship. Uh, in the uh, South Pacific, uh, there's it was nighttime. It was dark, obviously, and so there was still they are still you know a week later trying to figure out what exactly was going on. Was there people manning the helm of the cargo ship? We're pretty sure because it's an American war vessel. Someone was on the helm on the deck of the Fitzgerald, 
and how it got through. Now, the amazing thing about this is it happened in the middle of the night. So as soon as it happened, the crew that were in the in the boat started doing everything they could to patch up the gash to keep the water from uh, overtaking the ship. Otherwise, the ship basically sunk in the middle of the ocean. It was such a bad collision, such a bad gash. They did everything they could to uh, seal off as many compartments as possible and, of course, cover the gash with what they could and seal it down. Uh, It saved the lives of everyone on the ship except for the seven that were missing. And, of course, they were found later when they were able to drain all the compartments and work on it. The work, uh, the extensive damage to the ship, uh, still no estimate or nothing estimated given to the public how much it will cost to get it fixed and get it back to seaworthy. But this is just essentially a accident and a freak accident, if you will. Uh, two ships passing in the night and one passed a little too close and bumped into the other. The U.S. is seeking to block a merger between fantasy sports sites, DraftKings, and FanDuel. This one surprised me that it stayed so stayed in and stayed so high. This is number five story of the week. Now, two years ago, maybe even a little bit less than that, DraftKings and FanDuel would have been all over the place, even right now. Uh, because of the popularity of the um, fantasy betting game fantasy sports and fantasy football in particular because it's such an easy thing to do and many people play it especially doing it online making it so simple Uh, there was a rise in sites that actually uh, pseudo gambling sites they are gambling sites that let you play fantasy football for a fee and get a chance to win partial prizes and so the two big kings of this uh, you know punning intended is DraftKings and FanDuel uh over the last couple of years, after being in essentially every commercial break you've seen or heard on the radio or television, because they could do that, and after some regulations and finding out that it's basically impossible for the average person to play and win any money, but it's very possible for a few people running algorithms and gaming the systems, and especially people on the inside from one company betting with the other company to make money from the other side, there were some issues, there was some backlash, there were some suing by attorney generals in various states that basically killed the rights to play these games. Because of that, business is down. But business is still enough that the two together think they can really keep things going. That, of course, means they become a monopoly, and some people aren't so happy with that, or a potential monopoly. They, they say they won't be a monopoly, but they will be the most popular, even though there will be smaller operations. Most of those housed overseas, which is how they get away with things. They don't have to deal with U.S. regulations if you're playing off international waters. So the U.S. is looking to possibly block this merger that was be, that would be coming up almost in time for the upcoming football season when the big money comes in for fantasy, fantasy sports, fantasy drafts, and a lot of people playing because it's quick, it's easy, and it's relatively cheap to get in there. The problem is winning is an issue. The number five story is that Russians began to target U.S. warplanes over Syria, or at least that was the plan. Uh, over the last weekend, the Americans shot down a Syrian warplane, a Syrian, a Syrian jet fighter. Uh, of course, the Russians are backing the Syrians in their civil war and in their fight against ISIS. The Americans are backing a group of rebels in the Syrian civil war and in the fight against ISIS. So the Russians and the Americans have a line of communication where they talk to each other and basically tell each other the general areas where they will be so that the Russians and the Americans 
don't bump into each other and have an all-out dogfight supporting the guys they're supporting as they're all sort of supporting the big main issue to get rid of ISIS but trying to stay out of each other's way for the Syrian thing. Well, when Americans shot down a Syrian jet that were attacking the rebel forces that Americans were protecting, then the Russians didn't quite like that. So right now there is a very big tension in what's going on in the region. And that they have, they, while there's still a lot of talk and chatter for troops and folks on the ground, the guys actually in the theater, there is a basically a, a special red phone, a magic phone, that goes between the two uh, areas for the major commands, and they've stopped talking to each other for a while. Now, this is not the first time this thing's been brought up. Before, the diplomats have said, we don't like this going on, but at that point in time, the military leaders were continuing to talk. Now the Russian military leaders aren't so happy, so the big leaders aren't talking. They're still talking on the field and still cooperating, for the most part, on in what's actually going down in the theater. We'll see if this thing escalates to any further notice. The number three story, one that was really hot really early and was so big, it was so hard to uh, kind of knock it down, uh, maybe pun intended. Pamela Anderson gave her thoughts on Theresa May last weekend, believing that Theresa May is the worst British PM ever. Being that Pamela Anderson is one Canadian and famous for uh, wearing swimsuits, one would think, why would anyone care? And that's a good question to have. But she has a platform, someone listened, and someone wrote a story about it. The biggest knock against her, Theresa May actually has nothing to do with how she's governing the whole issue, but it's dealing with WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange and essentially uh, the fact that he has to live in the Ecuadorian embassy um, because somebody's going to pick him up and pinch him for a sex crime from 20 years ago. It's, it's, it's really ridiculous, the whole story itself in actuality, but... You guys really cared about it that much. It was pretty high on the list uh, and early on and stayed high along the week. Now, it probably got some extra momentum because it happened over the weekend, and so it got that big jump of numbers. But it's in the top three, and that's all it is. One that really deserves being top three, the number two story, based on Pete Rose. Cincinnati Reds honored Pete Rose with a statue outside of the Great American Ballpark in Cincy. Now, the hit king, Charlie Hustle, the guy everybody loves as a player, everybody's a bit a bit worried about as a human being, and everybody's pretty sure he did cheat by betting on baseball, even if not betting against his players, um, is getting the honors he deserves in the later part of his years. Now, whether he'll actually be a part of the Hall of Fame for baseball, we shall see in upcoming years, maybe years to come after this generation's gone, they may decide to pull him in there when they're long gone. I don't don't particularly care about betting on baseball. But for right now, he's doing more work officially with Major League Baseball, of course, doing the broadcast for Fox TV and giving a lot of people some big insights to some real key uh, parts of the game. This guy is a very knowledgeable person in his realm of baseball. He just also happens to be kind of a scummy guy, which, you know, that happens in, in a lot of cases. But Pete Rose getting his due and getting some prompts by the Cincinnati Rebs, Reds with a big old statue in front of the ballpark. And the number one story uh, this week, which I said would be no surprise, a van hit pedestrians near Finsbury Park Mosque in London. This happened a little after midnight, after late night evening prayers during Ramadan. And when the, first, the story first came down, there was some 
a dispute on whether the peg where it happened. There was um, the story I saw said it happened near a mosque, which was just a landmark and where they put it at. Um, other stories outlets have said it happened, you know, in a very busy part of the town. And then it turned into the real story. The real story was a man with a van drove directly into uh, people leaving the mosque after prayers uh, that late night during the season of Ramadan. This mosque, the Finsbury Park Mosque, is known for about a decade ago being a big place for a lot of hate speech. But now it's it's toned down and they've they've changed the colors and they're basically a normal functioning mosque. And just normal people were out there um, praying. Uh, one person was hit and killed. Uh, what happened from there, the the prayers, the, the, the churchgoers, the mosquegoers, actually got the guy out of the van and held him until police arrived onto the scene. And it was the cleric that uh, runs the mosque that actually protected the man from getting any bodily harm in, in the issue. He calmed the, the crowd down and kept them from going mob. But uh, they did hold him, uh, physically hold him, restrain him, until police were there to take care of that. So that was a very peaceful end to this very tragic uh, issue. About nine or so people were hurt in this issue. But as we said, only one person died in this. It's amazing how the turnaround from hate goes on both sides. One person, it's the eye for an eye thing. Essentially, one person strikes one side, the other side decides to strike the other side. And when people just take it on themselves to start carving the eyes out, it gets really, really really interesting those were the top 10 stories for the week that we had from this is the conversation when we come back we will go through the other dance the ones that did not happen of course there's about 65 of them we won't do quite that many but we'll talk about some of the other big stories and some of the really weird ones that i must get in because otherwise i would just feel bad for myself but we'll take care of those after a quick word of us basically representing and promoting ourselves we want to see you in the conversation survey panel. We really need you and your opinions. Now, you give your opinions every single day with our This is the Conversation talk and via our social media by just interacting with these stories. But we want to ask you specific questions, and we need your answers because we want them and other people want them. We have companies and we have private entities and we have sometimes some political groups who are looking for opinions from people, and they find us. And we're looking for you to put you in that batch. So we've made it easy. If you're a person who've done online surveys in the past and have wondered why do you have to take three qualifying surveys that take 15 minutes uh, to take the five-minute survey that will only pay you about 75 cents, well, we're going to eliminate the whole qualifying survey thing. You go to thisistheconversation.com slash survey panel and apply. Apply means fill out the survey to see what you're interested in and we will send you surveys as your interests pop up to you directly. We'll send you a link uh, to the survey. You f- do the survey. There will be very simple surveys. You know, you've, if you've seen a Survey Monkey survey, you, that they look just like that. You do the survey. Uh, we get your reply back when we get it in. Uh, once we get everything compiled in a few days, we'll send you something directly through PayPal. Now, that's the only kicker. We're paying through PayPal. So you send us set us up with your PayPal address, and we'll send you some money there now, we're not gonna get you rich by any means but uh we'll send you some surveys here or there that will pay you and pay you directly and you don't have to jump through hoops to get into the survey for a couple coins this is the conversation.com slash survey panel apply today 
And it's pretty simple. Get in. We'll start sending you those surveys pretty quickly. And now let's get to the other then. Some of the other stories that were pretty big on the list but didn't quite make the top ten. Let's start off with this one from O.J. Simpson, as they said in the tease. O.J. Simpson could be released for in July. He has a parole hearing in July. He could be released from jail fairly soon based on, believe it or not, good behavior. Now, what's going to happen beyond this? Who knows? How he's going to make a living beyond this? Who knows and who really cares as long as he stays out of jail. But essentially, O.J. Simpson has become the model citizen in jail and the model uh, mentor in jail, trying to show the young folks how to act, how to be, and how to just you know, be gentlemanly, if, if, if you will. Amazing how that worked out. But it's, it's, it's weird, but that's just how it is. O.J. Simpson, being the good guy in jail, may see parole come July. Daniel Day-Lewis retired from acting at the age of 60 because... He just says he's done. He's an Oscar Award winning actor. He's got plenty of money. He's going to retire to do whatever it is retired actors at 60s will do. I'm sure he'll be uh, convinced every so often to come out of his retirement and do something epic. But for the most part, he's no longer chasing roles and chasing spots. He is done with that life. He's just going to kind of live it on, live off whatever he's got left going through. Etsy is cutting 15% of its workforce, uh, 15% more of its workforce, now about 22% over the past couple of weeks. Uh, They're not doing so well on the business side of Etsy. They're trying to turn around the company for its business. Now, people on Etsy are, you know, doing as well as they can. Etsy is an online marketplace for selling crafts and chotskis and things like that. It's very popular for people to to use that as their side hustle. And some people can actually make full-time money using that stuff. The big issue is Etsy on itself, like many of the other uh, online living type things, aren't living so well as a business. So Etsy itself cutting a big chunk of their workforce. And it's a big, massive workforce, a lot larger uh, than I knew. NASA found 219 new planets or new planet candidates, possible planets. Ten of them are about the size of Earth and may be habitable. At least they're in an area that has habitable conditions. So there may be 10 other possible Earths out there. Whether we'll see them in our lifetime, we'll see. That's something that we'll have to kind of hope that we can get get to space exploration being as it is right now. Michael Phelps is getting into Shark Week, and he's going to race a shark. Now, details are a little sketchy on Michael Phelps racing a shark. All we know is that during Shark Week, we will see Michael Phelps racing a shark. Whether it's a live race, whether it's a uh, baton race, whether he's in a cage, whether the shark's in a cage, whether they're both in the pool together, we don't know yet. But Michael Phelps says he's racing a shark, and I'm watching him race a shark. Beyonce gives birth to her twins over the weekend. Two beautiful more kids from Beyonce and Jay-Z to take over the world. Uh, Now, there's been lots of talk, especially with the last child, on the whole surrogate thing and was she really pregnant. This time, we're pretty sure Beyonce was pregnant. This time, we're pretty sure two babies came out, and we're happy for the health of the whole entire uh, Carter family. Speaking of the Carter family, since um, Jay-Z was once part owners of the Nets, this story next follows perfectly. Um, Foots, Ball, and Tatum go one, two, three uh, in the NBA draft happening on Thursday. That means they went to the 76ers, the Lakers, and the Celtics, respectively. Now, the biggest story of them all was the trade from uh, for the 76ers and the Celtics to the swap, the 3-1 pick. The second biggest story, but only slightly second, 
is the whole Lonzo Ball going to Lakers was proclaimed at the birth thing by his father, um, uh, LeVar Ball. Um, LeVar Ball, the very loud, outspoken, I guess, manager of the three-ball brand. He has, he, if you've seen the commercial for Foot Locker, where all the the draftees are talking about the things that they did with their father, you know, you know going camping, showing me how to, how to tie my shoes, going fishing, and he's like, and trademarked my name when I was in high school and told me where I was going to play. And it's it's hilarious watching all these kids take, having all these tender moments and, and, and Lonzo's just, just kind of like, and dad just running my life. And I'm like, it's, it's funny. But it's basically that, that, that thing. This guy makes um, the Williams sister's father looks like a, a, a lightweight. This guy has running stuff. But we'll see how well Mr. Ball does in um, Los Angeles. Also, Mr. Foots will do in Philadelphia, where they've been working on this process for forever, and how Tatum will do, who actually probably has no real expectations because the Celtics almost won the championship this year, almost had a chance to go this year. Prince Harry gave a very telling story, a very telling interview that basically said that none of the British royals really want to be king or queen. None of the younger royals, at least, want to deal with what the queen deals with every single day. I'm pretty sure his father, Prince Charles, really, really, really would love to have to deal with that problem. But he's saying, Prince Harry is saying himself, his, his brother, the duchesses, uh, the, the dukes, the, his cousins, aren't exactly up on the life of the monarchy as it stands now. It's mostly a sign of the times. He also talked about dealing with depression and dealing with the death of his mother very early and how to go through that and being a public figure at such a young age. But the big key of this one is the fact that he don't want to be king and his cousins and his brothers don't particularly want to be king, but we're pretty sure his dad wants to. The Ken doll got a makeover this week. Uh, we're, you'll see more Ken dolls with more different body types, with more different hairstyles, more different skin colors. And out of this, the Ken doll with the bun became an Internet hero for all the weirdest reasons. People kind of latched onto the bun head Ken and turned him to a quick meme for the weekend. Um, you can see that all over social media as you look for that. The judge in the Bill Cosby sexual assault case declared the trial a mistrial. Uh, the judge first sent the jury back to deliberations after they said they couldn't get this thing done. And then he gave them a good pep, pep talk, gave them a couple more days, and then basically they called it off. Now, the prosecutor intends to retry the case. We'll see whether that actually happens. So basically, they'll have a couple months to kind of reshuffle everything, put it back on the docket, and put it back into process. Now, what we have heard from just reports from uh, the from the jurors, nothing official, is that the jurors were pro-prosecution or pro-guilty on two counts, and on one count they were mostly going on the not-guilty count, and things got locked up in both ways. Uh, we will see how that works out. Very recently a juror spoke out saying that they don't think Bill Cosby needs to be retried again, essentially because he's really, really old and just looked really sick and just old in the trial. We'll see if that's actually a reason not to try him again, but we'll have that rolling around as well. The Senate Republicans went all week and finally unveiled their health care bill. Uh, I can't say that for some reason. Health care bill. And it has huge tax cuts and Medicaid rollbacks, just like the House bill. So it looks almost exactly like the bill the House put out that no one liked, that, that Donald Trump said was awesome, then said was mean. Now this one apparently just as mean or as awesome as the other one. The two will have to be reconciled into one bill. First, they have to pass this bill in the Senate. Then they reconcile the two bills into a single bill to go to the president. 
we will see whether they make the deadline of July 4th recess. I don't think that's going to happen. Alex Jones had an interview with Megyn Kelly. That wasn't as bad as people thought, but Alex Jones was able to kind of sneak in a little extra by leaking uh, the interview or piece of the interview and a pre-interview where Megyn Kelly seemed to tell Alex that she was going to go nice on him. And then, of course, the interview wasn't exactly so nice. So Alex Jones leaked the pre-interview and parts of the interview to show the contrast of the two. If you watch the interview, which many people didn't, the, the flip side of the story is Megyn Kelly's Sunday night show is losing audiences pretty quickly. Uh, you got to see her not so much go on the attack, but at least put up a fight with Alex Jones. This is BS. When, he, when, he, when she asked a question and he sideswiped it or didn't answer it or answered it with something kind of off, she did push him on it enough to get something out of him. But as I said... Not a lot of people actually sat down to watch the interview on TV live or, I guess, in any replays as it is. Uber CEO Travis Kanellick resigned from the company. First, he actually took a step down uh, to uh, take some time to grieve the loss of his mother and then to kind of refocus on how to redo the company. But a not-so-secret secret ousting went through that basically needed him to step down, and then he was asked to not come back. And then we went to his mentor. His mentor said, you probably shouldn't fight this. Travis Kanalik is no longer the CEO for Uber. I'm sure he'll, he set himself a pretty good golden parachute. He can go do whatever he wants to from here on out now. We'll see how that rolls from there. Katy Perry became the first person to reach 100 million Twitter followers this week. So congratulations for that one. Amazon buys Whole Foods $13.7 billion to make a jump against uh, Walmart, essentially, uh, getting into the grocery business. And, of course, Amazon wants to deliver your groceries. We'll see if you'll start getting your fruits, your overpriced fruits, by overpriced drone in the next couple of years because Amazon's in there. A fitness blogger, a popular fitness blogger out of France, uh, was killed in a freak accident. She was setting up a whipped cream dispenser, and something happened with the CO2 canister. It exploded. The piece of the canister popped her in the chest and caused her to have a heart attack. That's the story. That happened. That really, really, really happened. It's amazing um, how sometimes these things just kind of freakly come out there, but that is something that really happened this week. An Instagram blogger, a fitness blogger, a person who basically does nothing but takes pictures of themselves in fitness wear and makes a good living of doing it in France, died because she got shot by herself, by a whipped cream dispenser. That really, really did happen. But Donald Trump says he has no tapes or recordings of his conversations with Comey, so why did it take him 41 days to say that? Because he's Donald Trump. Tropical storm Cindy made landfall a few days from when this is being recorded and is right now not so much causing havoc. We'll see because this is, of course, recorded a day ahead. But as I'm doing this recording, it's essentially breaking up, did not make hurricane status, so it wasn't quite as powerful as it could have been. But when it made landfall, they were expecting 15 inches of rain off the get-go, and now it's a day and a half later. It's breaking up and just causing heavy rain for many areas. Republican Karen Handel wins the Georgia congressional race after it was believed that her Democratic rival, John Ossoff, would actually pull this thing off. It was the most expensive uh, state Senate race in history and, of course, a big, highly contested spot that's ran mostly red for about 
20, 30 years, but was a big referendum on the Trump agenda, seeing that the man almost had a chance, that's Ossoff, almost had a chance to take him take down the Republicans in this spot back in the general election. The runoff made it a little easier because instead of having a handful of Republicans to split the ballot, there was just one. So she didn't have to win by much, and she only won by about 10,000 votes. So it was pretty tight, but John Ossoff did not have the, the overall gall to make this thing happen and turn this red um, block blue this time. And we lost Stephen First. Stephen First, known for playing Flounder on Animal House and many other various roles that just popped up. A great character actor in various things, uh, even up to this day. But Stephen First, the actor from Animal House, as played Flounder, of course, died at the age of 63. Those are the other than conversations are some of them. We had uh, 71 total conversations for this week. So that's great to get in there and that many things to chat about. And great that you join us for those chats. Remember, you can keep joining us for those chats so you can make sure your most favorite story gets into the top 10 by interacting with the stories as they come along. We need well, we need you. Number one, just be here. But we need you to interact with the stories on Facebook. Look for thisisaconversation.com. On Twitter, look for TH underscore conversation. And, of course, look for us at our main website, thisisaconversation.com, where you can just reply there, and those go into the tally as well. Stop by the website and join the conversation survey panel and check out some of our sponsors so that we keep things going, keep the lights on, if you will, right here. So at the end of all these programs, I say thank you multiple times, and it's I don't know why. It's something I just popped up. But I just want to make sure that you know that you being a part of this community is awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not even sure how many times I said it, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for the conversation. Let us know which ones are important, and let us know which ones aren't so important because we do listen, and, and the big one, we go, we go back and we try not to spotlight the ones as important and focus on the bigger ones without being stuck on the long three-day breaking news ones, of course. To find out about my other projects, check out my main website, jkinking.net. Other than that, tune in on Monday when we'll have the wrap-up for the full weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then, of course, we'll wrap up five days a week, the daily recaps, and back again on Saturday for another weekend wrap-up podcast. Thank you so much for just being you, being the greatest you can be. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you share, make sure you review, and... Just make sure you're here next week for another weekly wrap-up podcast.